Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. We have a very special treat. I got to know him just a little bit ago here. We have Austin with Lucky Landscaping, who is 20 years old, who is setting the world on fire as far as I'm concerned, uh, with his landscaping company in Jupiter. And I'm really excited to learn more about how he got started and how he grew his business so quickly to where it is today at 20 years old. It's unbelievable. He's certainly way, way farther ahead than I was at that age. Um, but I'm sure he's extremely ambitious and has a long way to go. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, you know it's always a pleasure to talk with people you know that uh, you know are like minded and have uh, successful companies as well. Of course, you know it's uh, at not at that age because I wasn't even started <laughs> still at that age. But in my younger years, really all that I did was I really kind of emulated at first. Like the first thing I was literally I would just look and be like, oh, this company is doing things like this. I feel like I noticed their trucks. I feel like I noticed their advertising. Oh, this is what their advertising looks like. And um, that's really kind of what got me starting to be more engaged until I really started to kind of take off in my own really personal path of the business and kind of understand what the direction is. Yeah. So Austin, tell me, uh, what is the direction of your company? Where are you guys looking to grow? And tell me a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, it, it's the start, you know, it goes back to, you know, when I was eight or nine, I just wanted to make some money around the neighborhood. And, you know, I started with a backpack blower blowing driveways and, uh, you know, the, a lot of $5 blow, uh, blowing driveways and led into, you know, buying more equipment and eventually, uh, you know, getting into cutting grass, you know. And uh, after that, you know, it led into just more and more opportunities and, as long as you know how to do some marketing, I guess uh, everything else follows, you know, and, and be true to your word on what you tell people. So, you know, when I was, uh, I slowly grew it in my neighborhood and I think when I was 14, I 13 or 14, I bought a golf cart, kind of expanded my radius a little bit farther then um, until the, uh, the, the police in Jupiter didn't quite like that idea. So uh, they put that to an end. Then uh, when I was 15, I, I bought my first truck and I hired a driver and I was working for another company and uh, he worked for me Friday, Saturdays, and we slowly built it from that. Uh, you know, so once I got a truck and one employee at that point, you know, it kind of grew the radius. We started picking up, you know, jobs farther out in other neighborhoods and, and really expanded that way. And eventually it came time to where we couldn't do much more on a Friday, Saturday and possibly Sunday. So it came to... I needed a full-time guy. So I started with one full-time guy five days a week. 
And uh, it was a lot of work for him, but I think he saw the vision and, you know, we slowly, uh, we built it from there and, you know, one truck leads to two and, and vice versa. And then we, uh, we slowly trickled into the commercial aspect and, you know, that's, I think where we really found, you know, our, our bread and butter on the commercial side of, you know, becoming, uh, you know, the client's partner and really specializing in maximizing, you know, the relationship of becoming their one-stop shop and performing the maintenance and, and tree trimming and all that. So let's go over that obstacle right there. So I think, you know, a lot of people definitely have a problem with either just starting or knowing how to get into a certain market. And the thing is that you went from obviously someone who's a young man who's going out there and who's aggressive and you definitely can get business. But changing from that into the commercial side where you have to demand the respect and the ability, how did you really navigate that at such a young age and still now? Because you're 20 years old right now, you have 30 people, which that's a whole other thing we need to get into as far as management. (laughs) And, um, you know, how did you really get that respect and, you know, trust from the customer that you were capable of doing the job at the time? Yeah. So it's funny you touch on that because my first um, commercial client, I guess I had it close to five years now. And it's funny because when I met with them, I couldn't even drive. So I had somebody drive me. (laughs) It's like nothing like the owner getting out of the passenger seat and going to meet the the board at a property to. Yeah, of course. Right. (laughs) And the funny part of that one is, is, you know, they, they didn't hire me and they said, we felt you were too young. And well, sure enough, you know, six months later, or not even six months later, I get a call from them. And, you know, I'm, I'm following up. I think they had me do flowers and they tried to trickle me in or whatnot. And um, six months later, they called me up and they said, hey, we hired Jose and he, he's not doing good. Can you start uh, next week? I'm like, well, sure, I'll be there next week. And so we started it the following week and we still have that client with us uh, today. So, you know, that's if I met with them before I could drive, yeah, it's, you know, four to five years ago. So, you know, it's, I think it's good, a good point of that to kind of put some perspective to it of, so what size commercial customer was it that you really started your very first commercial customer? So how much was it a month and how much time did it take to do? Yeah. So that was a, um, it was like a townhome style community over in PJ national. And, uh, I think at the time it was about, I'm going to say it's probably about a $35,000 a year contract. So, you know, three grand a month or so plus the enhancements on it. So, you know, it was a small, small client, but I would say that was a good portfolio one to have, you know, to say, Oh, now we, you know, at the time it was like, Oh, the greatest. Oh, I do a neighborhood in PJ national, you know, right? exactly. You know, it's like, Oh, it's a reference piece, you know, but I think that's really the biggest part when you get into the commercials, you have to build the reference list, right? I mean, everybody wants to know what do you do? Where do you do it? How do you do it? And they want to see stuff, you know, they want to see what you put your name on. And, and that's why, you know, we're, we're really fond of providing quality work and protecting our name because as I tell every one of our teammates is we only have one name, you know, and it, it takes months to take a client and seconds to lose one. And if we do bad work, you know, it's going to ruin our name, but it also goes back to, you have to make sure you're bidding a scope that you know you can provide good work and make the customer happy. You know, they might want bare minimum, but we're not going to put our name on bare minimum because we can't use that as a reference. So to us, it provides no value, you know, and we're very fond on, we're going to give you the scope we know is going to work for your property. And that's what we're going to stick to. That's something that definitely has changed over the last few years in my experience 
is that it definitely was an extreme race to the bottom for a very, very long time. And it was definitely that the board members would actually be like, Hey, Austin. So we were paying 35,000 last year. If you can do it for 34, we give you the job. Yeah. It literally would be like that pretty much every single year. Yeah. It was like this phenomenon that people like literally would just keep saying yes until it (laughs) got to a point. Literally every single HOA was unhappy with their landscaper because no one actually gave them the service they're supposed to get. So they started reducing fertilizer. They started reducing trimming. They started to uh, reduce the scope of how much that they're weed eating, the amount of roundup that they use. Like, you know, people don't realize, like you can, if you want good service, there's only one way to do it. And yeah. it literally should be insignificant the difference in which the price should be if someone's performing all of the scopes. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the last, I'd, I'd say two or three years, I think the the market's really changed. And I think uh, the easiest way I put it is that, you know, look at home values that have, you know, nearly doubled what they were three years ago. So all these newcomers in these neighborhoods a neighborhood that for years was in the half a million dollar ballpark of a house is now in the million dollar ballpark. The newcomers, which most neighborhoods have turned like 50%, you know, people have ran off with the cash and, and moved somewhere else. So it's 50% of new people. And those new people that spent a million dollars want a million dollar landscape, you know? So I think the scope and the expectation of the homeowners has dramatically increased in, in what they expect over the last three years with, you know, rising home values and new people coming in. I definitely agree. I mean, listen, I think shaking things up as far as in an industry can be, you know, it's, it's one of two options. It's either really good or it's really bad. And the thing yeah. is that two things have happened in our industry, particularly there's obviously the rising of home values. And then there's particularly the other aspect of the first generation professional companies are now selling to bigger companies or they're selling to other people. So there's kind of a transitioning of the guards of who's really handling and how people are handling business these days. Because yeah. some people who are old school in business would just, they would never raise the price. Like five years ago, I told you it was $30,000. It's still $30,000. And they just like <laughs> figure just adding more money on top would equal making more money. And at yeah. the end of the day, they've been in the business for 20, 30 years and they were making money, but they really didn't know where they were making it from. Yeah. And a lot of companies, you know, we've purchased a lot of companies and I know that's for a fact, that's a lot of their perspective. They were just thinking, yeah. just keep adding money on top, keep adding money on top, keep adding on money on top, but not actually wanting to figure out, you know, how much time should the account manager be there? How much fertilizer costs? How much, should, how long yeah. does it take to put down, you know, for the tree trimming, what equipment do you need? So on and so forth. Yeah. I mean, I saw you just bought a new tree truck. You saw what the price tag was on that nowadays. We've bought a few recently. And yeah, uh, yeah, but that's also good. To me, I'm not worried about the risk of the truck as much as I was back when I first started. Because when I first started, it was much more competitive and the guys were much more aggressive. Even the people I know in the tree industry now, they're really not that aggressive. They're looking to replace what they lose. They're not looking to grow past where they're at, literally because of the price tag of these trucks. They're like, it's just not even worth it. Yeah. Like, I'm not buying I, I a new bucket you. truck because it literally costs $168,000. Yeah. But the thing is, it, to me, it's an opportunity. There are companies that are wanting to grow. You need to partner up with the right people and you need to show your ability to do that. And our particular company 
you know, I don't really uh, think to myself, oh my God, oh, what's this company doing? What's that company doing anymore? I have to make sure I know what we want to do because we're in a new territory now. We're not really doing anything else anyone has done. So I have to kind of be on my own little area now of like, where do we want to go? And how do we start directing everyone to go there specifically because of our different network of companies, our different experts, our different professionals, our different layers of management, uh, and so on and so forth. So it's really been a new struggle, at least for me, to kind of figure out, you know, how do we actually get to the next step exactly, whether it's through uh, organic growth or whether it's through acquisition or whether it's through uh, partnership, you know, there's just all different options that really just take a long time for everything really to play out to see what the best thing to do is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And, you know, I think like the best thing for anybody is right. Like stay in your own lane. If you're just going to follow the competition, well, the competition, they've captured the customer already. You're already behind them. So following them does you no good, you know, and that's what like our thing is, you know, we, if I followed you and you already had the customer, then what good does that do? You know, it does, you no good. So as long as you, you capture the customer, you don't have to worry about your competition because you've already beat them to it. Well, for me in the beginning, it wasn't really about following them to the customer. There's, there's a million customers. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally (laughs) irrelevant on that, on that part. It's really just how they're doing things. So like I was very interested in whenever there was site meetings with other tree company or landscaping companies to see what these people are like. The more yeah. I would see them, I'd be like, I don't understand why they, they like them. And yeah. you know, a lot of it was just their references and the fact that they were the first ones that were doing it. You know, Some of our competition as far as these tree companies, like I said, we're literally the original tree companies in South Florida. So it's like yeah. people that were you know, in these larger HOAs are older. So they literally know these tree companies for the last 20 or 30, 40 years. And that's all they've seen, you know? <laughs> so now everyone is seeing our trucks. So uh, it's for us, we aggressively got into these places, but now people are actually visually seeing us. So we're getting a lot more attention now to even just get more opportunities. So it's, you know, finally hit that point now where we're getting we're actually getting the opportunities versus having to chase them quite as much. Yeah. So what is the next step for you? So you're 20 years old, still can't buy beer yet. And <laughs> um, you def- you can definitely vote right now. Yeah. So what's the next step? So I want to know next is how did you earn the respect from before your license and your first HOA customer to 20 years old to the- have the respect of 30 men, women, professionals in- that work for you right now? It's really, you know, right. Like we came into the marketplace and we made a small hit, you know, and people started seeing us and, uh, you know, guys talk and it's just, you know, the labor force is a small market up here in, in Jupiter. I mean, there's only so many guys, you know, I mean, a bad name goes a far way, you know, and a good name goes a far way. So, you know, if you take care of them, it'll, it'll spread, they'll bring their friends and family as well. And that's really the trick to our labor is, you know, the friends and family that we, you know, encourage to come in and build our team. But it's really, you know, we, we've got top of the line equipment, you know, and equipment just gets the job done, you know, but it's, they like coming to a place that they, they can be proud of if you're driving new trucks versus, you know, stuff that's falling apart down the road, you know, or your lights don't work or you've got bald tires. And this is the struggle of a young man. Cause I had the same, I had the exact same issue and I had the exact same mindset where I was like, I mean, listen, you have to do things that are unusual. So you have to 
uh, work more. You have to care more. You have to have nicer equipment. You have to treat the guys nicer because why are they going to want to work for a young man versus working for, not that they're better companies, but yeah. like, you know, the optics of people, like I said, you're just seeing around like, oh, I've, I've seen this company forever. I'm going to go work for them. So yeah. it's like, you have to literally make an oasis to attract yeah. people. Like it's yeah. really the only way to do it. Right. Yeah. And I think right, right from the front, everybody sees the trucks. They all see the equipment on the roads. And while I hate to use that as a, why you come work for us, because it really doesn't matter, but that's really the forefront of what people see of, oh, wow, look at Lucky, you know, they've, they've got another new truck, you know? And I think, you know, like last year we bought seven or eight trucks, I think. We buy everything new. So, I mean, we've got a really nice fleet. Everything's branded. Um, you know, you can definitely see us coming down the road. Um, and I think that's really gotten a lot of attention and the employee atmosphere. I mean, we've, we've done very good retaining a lot of our labor. You know, my thing is too, like, I would rather pay them well and, and have less turnover. You know, I think turnover is the biggest production killer out in the field that you could possibly have. You can cut out all the fat, but you can't force somebody to know a property quicker. So there's only so much you can do that you can control. And then it's, it's on the labor force, you know? So that's what we've really emphasized is we train to retain. And when we train somebody on a site, you're going to have the same crew there every week because they know the site. They know all the ins and outs, the tricks and, and whatnot. And, and that really, the customers love it as well. Well, I'm certainly talking to a real professional here and I'm literally can't <laughs> believe my eyes and I'm super impressed yeah. with um, just, you know, your, your way of talking about things and how they're really very spot on. So I'd like to know next then. So what is the next step? So the thing is, is that, so how much, how much in sales are you doing currently right now with your 30 employees? So this year we'll probably do between four and 5 million in sales. That is absolutely so, and, amazing. And you are, you yeah. are the actual owner. You own yeah. it 100%. It's only you. Amazing. Yeah. So what, yeah, is, and, what and, is next exactly? Are you wanting to grow? Are you only working in Jupiter? How far do you travel? Like, you know, what's in the next five years that you're wanting to accomplish? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, right now we try to keep it from, you know, Southern Boulevard North and we've got some stuff up on Hutchinson Island, but that's the very tip we go. But I think really we're trying to do is grow, you know, locally in a local marketplace rather than, than travel. You know, I mean, I think there's a lot of work within five miles from our shop in Jupiter, you know, and I think we would really like to just capture market, you know, locally rather than I think it, it's a benefit for us, benefit for the customer, right? We can provide a better service, a faster response time to emergencies, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, we've got some HOAs and irrigation valves will get stuck on, you know, middle of the night and they'll call. We'll go respond and, and take care of them. I think we can really improve it. And it's faster response time, you know, local. And like I tell all our clients in meetings, look, we we shop, we dine, and we play in the same places, you know, and I don't want to see you out at a restaurant and you say, oh, that's lucky. He's the guy that does terrible work in our neighborhood. And that's, that's what I tell everybody is, look, it's, it's a local community. And, and, you know, it's so small that I don't want to run into you and you, you not like me, you know, out in the public. Of course. Like I, this is my, you know, I grew up here, like, and a lot of people know me and I don't want to be, you only have one reputation, one name. And that's what I really emphasize. So I definitely think that is the right strategy for you. And the reason why also too is, you know, at a certain point in my career, I was like, you know, I wonder, is it is a company more valuable if it has more offices and more territories? What is your guess? 
I disagree with it because I, I mean, with the more locations, I mean, I tried to go farther South, but it's, it's no, no, no. So the question is, is a company more valuable if it has more locations? I don't disagree. It does not. It is not more valuable. It, it only matters the, your gross and your net. That's it. Correct. Correct. So I think that you are definitely on the right path in general to literally keep focusing on your growth and increase your net. And obviously you can, your net can obviously be increased significantly by obviously staying in a tighter radius. And uh, I think you are definitely on the right path and you're definitely in a great area for opportunity. Um, So do you think that, so in the next five years, what do you put it out there? What are you looking to do? How much business do you want to do? And do you want to go North of Jupiter or do you, or do you want to go South of Jupiter? I mean, I think, you know, we're really going to emphasize this Jupiter as the, the main centerpiece, but I mean, I think North, there's a lot of opportunity. It's a very competitive market with not as many bigger companies. And I think it, it's, it really, it, it's going to be years before that market gets corrected up in the Stewart, Port St. Port St. Lucie area. I think just because it's, it's a harder market, just I see with low bids and whatnot. And, you know, when we go in, we bid stuff correctly. If I'm going to uh, propose something, I'm going to make sure I can deliver. But I think the next five years, I mean, we're going to continue to grow, you know, controlled growth. I mean, we don't, we've got a stack of contracts we could take if I drop my numbers, but I'm not the guy that, you know, you're not going to tell me where my number needs to be, you know, and there's a reason why you're asking me to come and bid your property, you know? So, and if it's just because you want to bid, then I'm, you don't need me because I'm not going to be your lowest bid, you know? So it's really strategic growth. We're going to grow quick if there's a lot of opportunity. And if there's not, then I'm not, I'm not too worried, you know, but really I want to grow, provide more opportunities to, you know, our team members and create room for advancement within our organization to, you know, really promote within for our team members. And that's really our, our key goal. You know, I mean, a lot of our production managers and whatnot, I mean, they've all stepped up, you know, I know, uh, maintenance operations uh, production manager, you know, he's been with me four years. I mean, he's seen it when it was me and two guys on a truck, you know, and we'd go out and, and I'd have to go and help him because somebody would be out, you know? And so it's, it's really. been with you that long. It, huh? That's awesome. Yeah, how, but, how old is he actually? Uh, I think he's like 30, 30 now, 31. So he started when he was, you know, 27, 28. So, and then we've got. A, so great. Honestly, family. it's, it's and, like, it, yeah. literally it's inspiring to me that uh, yeah. I, have, I have a son and a daughter, uh, yeah. but I'm like, boy, man, I hope, I hope they're that aggressive. Cause that's <laughs> really, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like yeah. getting out there and literally nothing's going to stop you, which is extremely important, especially in business that you really have the persistence and the discipline and the uh, foresight to just know what you need to do. And, you know, looking at your particular situation, I think your plan is absolutely bulletproof. I think that the only thing that you need to look at particularly is that, you know, you want to make sure that you have big aspirations, you know? Yeah. And I think that your answer is bulletproof. It means that you're not going to make any unsound decisions. It means that you're not going to cut off your nose to spite your face. You're not going to make any, um, you know, you don't have to conform to other people. Yeah. But it is really important I've um, that I've helped me as far as kind of visualizing exactly what you want to where you want to actually be. And it doesn't mean you actually need to actually go after that area specifically, but it is interesting how it does definitely unlock your mind in general to what you actually want to do. And you start kind of envisioning that because, you know, for our business, particularly, I've definitely started to envision more of what the actual goal is, 
within our team and how we want to help them. And then outside of it, how we actually want to grow the business. And it's an idea. It's not like it has to actually happen that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. your actual concepts of how you think about your business are bulletproof. Yeah. Right. But it's always, it's extremely important though, to make sure that you are constantly really stretching yourself to not just grow. Cause I think yeah. somebody you've got to do this many sales in this short period of time, your ambitions are not small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, I think, even though you're only 20 years old, it's time for you really to start setting ambitions of where you want to be in five years, in 10 years. And it doesn't mean that you actually, you don't make any concessions, right? You don't yeah. change what you're doing, but you do open your mind in general to, uh, like for me, as we've grown our company, to people, to uh, like, for example, hiring people before you actually need them, for example. So if yeah. you want to have a company that is doing X amount in sales, you're going to need X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. So before you actually get there, you need X, Y, and Z. And do you know what happens? Yeah. It means that you have to actually pay for X, Y, and Z. And it it's <laughs> yeah. going to come out of your pocket for X, yeah. Y, and Z. Yeah. But you know that you're going to get to where you actually want to be. So it's worth it because you know that you're going to get there. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, hundred percent. You know, creating the map to the the tunnel. You know, so yeah. You know, I think another thing, like a lot of like a lot of people, like on on my perspective in 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 the business is, you know, it's I'm not money, I'm not top line driven. You know, I'm I'm really dedicated to providing the good work, and and the money comes. You know, I think if you chase the relationship and and providing a good service, the money will follow. You know, the money comes later, and and it just ensure that you're doing the right thing and, and money follows. Absolutely follows for sure. The point I'm trying to make, so it's not, I definitely agree. You know, you don't change yeah. what your direction is. You definitely don't have to chase certain things. It creates just a negative habit of just trying. You feel like you have to get somewhere, but you have a steady growth that you've created, right? Yeah. You need to start not doing things different, but holding yourself to understand like, this is the kind of business that I'm going to have at this point. Because also too, as you're hiring new management in, it's important that they understand where you're going also too. So yeah. it's exciting where you're at now, right? But like, why are people going to want to stay? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you still are 20. Listen, anyone <laughs> who sits down with you would be like, holy crap, I can't believe you've done this. I'm young enough to anyone can come and work for me and retire with me, you know? Well, but it's also making sure you're casting a net that's big enough for everyone to figure out how to grow and to figure out like a strategy, right? So the guy who's been with you for four years, right? Yeah. So even for him, what's next? And the thing is, is like I said, it's it's sound business what you're saying right now to say, hey, I'm not. We're not going to make any concessions. We're not going to probably be the lowest bid. We are going to provide the best work. These are all cornerstones of a successful operation that isn't like a lot of other people. But at the same time, like, are you figuring out internally in your organization, how does that person, besides you just giving him an increase to give him an increase, really understand that the growth of this business is really coupled with his trajectory as far as in this business also too? Yeah. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, and I think that's something in, in, in 2023 that, you know, we're going to start to build out the management and, and you know, create that. I mean, I hate the word management because I think everyone, everyone 
has each other's back, you know? So it's not like just because that's your job title is what you do, you know? And that's one thing I push to everybody is look, we're, we're all each other's teammates and I don't care what your title is or what your position is, you know, we all help each other. And, you know, but that's one thing that I think we're going to work on is the really the infrastructure, you know, to prepare for the growth and, and make sure that along the way, you know, we don't sacrifice, you know, quality or communication or anything like that. Um, That's why it's important to paint the actual picture of what you want to do and what we need. So what happens is you create different advocates with your team, right? If you're looking for an office manager with the accounting experience, if you're looking for a new accountant, if you're looking for uh, a new field manager to do just estimates, if you're like whatever you're looking for by putting it out there, literally helps create more ideas and concepts of actually finding those people whether it's internally in your company or just understanding that this is actually now the need of your business. That's what I'm talking about, painting the picture of where you want to go. And if in five years, you want to double your business, which would be reasonable, right? You've been in business for five years. So in the next five years, you want to double your business, right? It would be relatively at the same trajectory. I would think it probably might be more uh, in five years because you've grown a lot more in 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 the last few years. But you know, literally just painting that picture and going through an exercise with your team to say, listen, this is what we've done. We know we've done this. We know we're going to at least do this. So what does a $10 million company need? It needs this, 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 this. So we're going to eventually in a few years need a bigger office or we have to have two offices. Which one do we want to do? We need to save a certain amount of money to either put down to buy a property or to rent a property. We are going to need... Uh, probably two people in the office. We're going to need at least three different uh, managers. If you get into the installation side, you're going to need somebody who's dedicated towards installation and enhancements versus that. Like, you know, these are all different things that it's important to direct your ship where you want to go. Inside of our landscaping company uh, and maintenance companies is a very big set of installations. So we have different components. So we have two different landscaping companies. We have Coastal Gardens and we have Diaz Brothers, and they both have designated landscape installation maintenance, pickup, nurseries, et cetera, that go along with those actual businesses. And it's important too, that if you're wanting to get into that, what is your strategy? At what point do you want to start getting into it, investing into that side of the business as far as estimating and takeoffs and relationships and, and all of that stuff, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you, you know, I mean, creating the path, you know, forward. So another question for you and another suggestion is that myself, my brother's not here today, but I own the businesses with my brother and um, we have divided and conquered throughout the years. You know, we both have different personalities. We both have different things that we're good at. And that definitely is the reason that we've got to the point, you know, where we're at in our professional career is really because we both are good at different things. So something else that has really helped us particularly is we actually have gotten a business coach that we've had that we've used for the last four years now that um, really kind of is a good uh, sounding board of ideas and kind of helping to unlock your mind into moving forward as far as like, you know, a certain way of thinking, because there is definitely having a business that does 5 million is much different than one that does 10 and then much different than that does 15 and then 20 and so on and so forth. And there are different tools in your tool belt that you really need to start understanding and having to operate a company like that. 
The thing is, is that it certainly is going to be singularly easier for you that you're going to stay in Jupiter. You're going to stay close. You're going to stay aggressive. You're going to keep quality up, right? Yeah. So it's definitely going to make things, I think, easier for you, but it's something that you should really consider because you know you need you need to surround yourself with someone who's going to ask you the right questions and hold you accountable that understands where you're at and understands where you want to go because it definitely is an, a constant motion of making sure are you working towards these different goals what are you doing now to get what you're wanting to do ha, what struggle are you working with this week and then you know cuz like some of the internal employee problems it's difficult to, you can't really talk to your friends. Like you're certainly on a different level, different playing field than your friends, right? Yeah. So you're not going to your friends for advice, are you? Nah. <laughs> Trust me, um, I don't talk to many people my age. You know, a lot of people I know are, you know, industry people and, and whatnot, you know? So it's, it's really a whole nother ballpark that I'm in. <laughs> that's, that's why I was suggesting, you know, we have a business coach and it's somebody who can grow with the business with you, right? So- yeah they have good business advice to give you. They have the tools and resources to help guide you because a lot of work as a coach really is to not do for you, but it's to let you learn yourself kind of, and then have them to ask you the appropriate questions for you to really answer it Um, because it is really difficult. And listen, no one really can give you advice because no one's really done what you've done really. I mean, maybe they did 40 years ago when the landscaping industry started and everyone was 18 years old. Uh, but besides that, there really isn't that many people. <laughs> and you are the very, very first person that yeah. I've met that is 20 years old that does $5 million in sales. I'm impressed. Um, and I definitely have a lot more questions that I would like to get to know you more to see, obviously, you know how you continue forward because it's really impressive the fact that you had all these yeah. skills and you know, you're doing it by yourself pretty much, right? Yeah. You're just aggressive. Yeah. Like you're just, you're persistent. You're doing quality work. And this is the exactly what word of mouth does. Word of mouth can take you this far of literally just working yeah. hard, showing up, being responsive, and doing what you say and say what you mean. Like it's literally those are the those are like the easiest things to do for everybody. Yeah. But now you're getting into business. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's definitely it's been a it's been a fun path, you know. The thing is though, is you're really getting into real big business now because you're probably making really good money right now. And I remember at that particular point, it was a turning point where you actually have to start, you know, buying the trucks is inexpensive in the beginning, right? And buying the equipment is inexpensive because they're all kind of one-time expenses. But when you start really developing your management and what the business needs for what the future is of the company, it becomes expensive because in our industry, you know, in the landscaping industry, labor is the most expensive thing that you have. Right. And there's no guarantee as far as management, yeah. what kind of value that they're going to bring. And it might require a lot of training or untraining of certain management to make sure that they do what the business needs to really perform an actual tangible function that's of value to really bring the company forward. Yeah, 100 percent. I think that's, you know, that's one of the, the hardest parts of it. You know, I mean, right. Like equipment's easy, right. It's you're making a payment every month on it or whatever, and you've got to you've got a hard at, you know, so in an emergency, you could sell it. Well, now, if you've been having a manager for six months that you don't like, or isn't bringing value, you've got no value to get out of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's why I think you've really got to be strategic and 
in, in building the management and leadership team, you know, just because it's, it's gotta be, I think, share the same mission and vision, um, the company. So have you really defined out what your mission and your culture is of your company, or is that something that you just kind of, it's doing good work? Is it just something that you just more so just kind of repeat, like you said to me, or is it something you actually have that everyone kind of knows what the mission of the company is? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're working on defining it right now. You know, I mean, like I said to you, it's really what we live by and that we emphasize. But, um, you know, we're really working on building out, a, a, you know, a statement that that shows all of those, you know, we can really be proud of and, and, and say and tell people. You know, it's one of those things as far as, you know, your mission statement, it's in the beginning stages, it's really more so for you. Like I said, these are things that you need yeah. to understand where you actually want to go, right? And, you know, what do you want to accomplish? And what are things that are important to you? And it's not really exactly, I mean, listen, I think that it's extremely important to have core values and mission and vision and all of that kind of stuff in the beginning stages. And it doesn't seem like the beginning because you're doing $5 million, but it really is because you can manage $5 million pretty much by yourself. If you're really, really smart and you're really willing to work hard, you can do it with pretty minimal, minimal help. It's probably, it's probably you. And then the one guy in the field and you might have somebody part-time in the office, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty spot on. So the thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's low expenses. Yeah, we need a symbol, you know, but it's it's the going for growth, you know. I think if we want to go to that ten million dollar market, it's of course a toll on your on your bottom dollar or your bottom line, but I think it, it's the stepping stone to get there. And you've got to take the you know bite the bullet at some point. And you just have to try things. It's not really even something that you can, um, you know, exactly put your finger on to think that it's going to work. You literally have to just try things and just realize that this is a business. And this business is going to keep growing. And it's not really about what you're making right this very second, but what you know it's going to be worth and what you're going to be making in the future. And like I said, it's, you're spot on. You know what I mean? The trucks you can get rid of. The people, it's hard because if you invest time in people, then you start getting personally attached to these people and then think to yourself, what the heck? I literally you know, put all this time into this person and this is what they do to me? You know, It, yeah. it becomes personally offensive. So there definitely has to be the different, you know, vision of the different steps of how you're going to get out of different positions. So, you know, for us, it was acquiring companies and then strategically how we were operating those company was different than our original company. And then we kept building from that to where now we have like a management team of about 30 or 35 people that are just managers that yeah. that's really who I'm leading and guiding now versus when I was in your position, I was doing the exact same thing. I was doing the accounting. I was doing some tree trimming. I was doing uh, the phone calls. I was doing the estimates. I was doing the billing. I was writing the checks. And then I eventually, we had a part-time person in the office and we I hired uh, someone that I knew in the industry really well to do estimates. He had a little bit of business to bring on, but it certainly didn't justify his salary. Um, yeah. so like, that was a really big deal to me because then it's like, you know, I mean, me personally, this is how I feel. I know how to price jobs, right? And the thing is, yeah. is that you do hundreds of jobs, if you charge 50, 100, $1,000 more, and it doesn't mean that you're overcharging the customer. It just means you're charging the right amount for the job because you'd be able to get the job. Like, you know, it's really, that's a difficult stage to go through in itself or whatever. Is because I know if I went out and I sold a job 
And then one of our people that work for us as part of our team who does sales, if he sold the job, he might sell it for $9.95, but I know it's $12.95. And the customer wants our service, sees how professional we are, was referred by a friend, they would pay the same difference. You know what I mean? So that's really a hard part you know, that it took me a little while to get over because you know what? We're wanting to develop a process. So developing that process is really expensive because how do you replace how your, your gut feeling, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. some people tend to and round everybody up. everybody values the dollar differently, you know? So I think sometimes people propose something and they think there's no way they're going to spend that, you know, when their dollar, they value a dollar differently than you do, you know? So it's getting that mentality out to people, I think as well. And, and the sales side is, look, their dollar is different value than you think it is, you know, just because you think it's too high, they may think it's low, you know? So yep. you don't know to throw it out there. You can always go down, you can't go up. That's for sure. But I think it's it's ultimately being confident in what something is worth, you know? There are certain yeah. jobs, this is what it's worth. And I know what other people are going to do for the same work. And it might they actually might charge, like, you know, for my situation, the nine ninety five instead of the 1295 there is extra yeah. value in the training and the process and the organization and the overall product because they're, they are different. You know, knowing what your company is capable of versus the majority of companies out there, there can be a significant difference in what actually the finished product looks like. So it really is yeah. conveying that to people so they really understand what is going to be the difference. And it's actually like a trust level of communication. So I definitely think that you're well on your way to really taking over and um, you're really going to have a lot of success. Is there any questions you want to ask me while we're on the phone here? No, I mean, I think it was a great interview. I mean, what are your guys' uh, you know, goals or, or future vision, I guess? So we currently um, have five different businesses that we operate. We have uh, Threckle Botanicals, which does interior plant maintenance. We have Sherlock Tree Company. That's our tree company. We have Dyes Brothers Landscaping and Installations, Coastal Gardens Landscaping and Installations, but only on Palm Beach Island. And we have Maximum Pest and Fertilization. We do $25 million a year in total sales between all the different companies. And our goal in the next 10 years um, is to double our is to double our company. And um, we have definitely made some strategic partners that will probably grow out of our area into like Orlando and Naples and definitely up, you know, along the coast as far as connecting to where we're at now. But it really just depends on the opportunity. We've we constantly are we'll probably grow by acquisition. So I'd say for the company that we have, we've purchased approximately half of the business that we've that we do and we've doubled the actual amount of business that we do. Um, so to finish answering your question, we will probably, I find it to be successful. We've purchased, um, we own all of the real estate that we're on for all of our companies. And um, we're probably going to continue to grow partially through acquisition, partially through, through buying real estate and um, continuing to do it strategically based upon the relationships and the direction of our current customer base. So a lot of it is pointing towards the direction of going to Orlando um, which is a lot of growth potential there, but we'll probably want to have some sort of foundation where we actually, you know, purchase a tree and or landscaping company. It doesn't matter which one um, that has great people, some management in place, and our overall process really has, I think, 
become uh, very enticing to people. Where before, when it was me and my brother, it was like, oh, these guys are buying this business, and you know who knows what it's going to be like. So yeah. now it's a little bit different because it's like, you know what? If we were going to buy Luckies, I'd be like, listen, I'm going to meet with you, but I want you to meet some of our team, and you know what? Yeah. You speak to them, okay? This person's worked with us for a year. This one's worked with us for five years, so on and so forth. And just speak to them, see what they have to say, right? And it really eliminates the buy-in period because it's not like, oh, these guys are coming in to shake things up and they're going to run it completely yeah. different and so on and so forth. The companies that we're buying, we're, they do first-class work. And the thing is that some owners just don't know what to charge and the right price to charge. And you have to re-educate people on that. But it's not about making more money unfairly. It is, what does it take for a business? What's a fair profit? Everyone kind of knows what that is. And what is fair salaries yeah. for everybody? And how can we all grow together? If the company's not making the right amount of money, we all can't grow together. But everyone should really have skin in the game of this is what's fair now. And as we continue to grow, this is what you can make then. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. So it was anything great having you on the show. What'd you say? I said anything else or... No, 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 no. I think I really appreciate you joining us on the show today. I think this was amazing. I'm super impressed and I'm, I am inspired today leaving this call knowing that you are literally so close. We'll definitely have to get together um, yeah. sometime and continue to keep talking more, but I am really impressed and I really wish you the best of luck in the future. Thank you for joining us so much today on the Cultivating Success podcast. Please let everyone know where can they reach out to you if they want to, you know, if they need your service and or if they just want to reach out and speak to you, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, they can find us online, you know, at Lucky Landscaping, Instagram or Facebook, um, you know, or our number is 561-779-4127, you know, and I'm always willing to help people out. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't hide behind anything. I think, you know, if, uh, if you're open about everything and, and you're doing what you say, then there's nothing really to protect, you know? So I'm, uh, I'm pretty open about everything. Coming from one honest man right there. So yeah. I, I appreciate you joining us today. I think it was awesome. And thanks again. Okay. Yep. Thanks. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.